Welcome into Jags AM. We are at day two of joint practices with the Detroit Lions, and we're in Allen Park, Michigan. Not to rub it in, it is lovely outside, and we got finally beat the heat a little bit as we get to see, you know, the Jaguars go up against someone that isn't their own team for once. It is better than yesterday in terms of the weather, so it's uh, it's gonna be good. I'm looking forward to today. No hitting today, Brian, but I think there's still stuff we can get out of it, and on this show, we can uh, break down what happened yesterday. Yesterday was a big day, very physical practice. And that's what we're going to start out with, our big things. Big thing number one is physicality because when you're not going up against your own team, you don't really have to rein it in necessarily as much. It's still training camp, of course, but there's a little bit extra edge to it, and there's a little bit more competition. I watched a lot of the defense. Didn't see too much for our defense and their uh, starting offense, but you guys watched a lot of the offense, and I think it was a little bit chippier on that side of things. Well, it was definitely chippier, and uh, Jeff Wagaman talking to him on the Huddle Up by podcast yesterday, thought maybe it was a little overdone on the Lions' part. Uh, I kind of got a little bit of that sense. Uh the Jaguars, to me, Brian, seemed yesterday when the Lions were sort of pushing and shoving, it was more of, okay, let's stop this. We have work to do. I don't know what's right, what's wrong. I don't think anything was a big deal yesterday in no. terms of, you know, I don't think these teams are going to have any built-up resentment from yesterday. I sort of, sort of spoke to two different approaches, and the Jaguars really aren't a big fight team in practice with themselves. So I didn't expect it to carry over to another opponent. There was an early hit, I forget which linebacker it was for the Lions, that took Travis Etienne all the way to the ground in an early session where they yeah. weren't completely live. That kind of jump-started it and got the fire lit. But I watched as Brandon Sheriff in particular went over. And it's like, hey, guys, we're all pros here. We're trying to get to the regular season healthy. Let's not let this get out of control. I mean, he, he of all people, got in the middle five-time Pro Bowler. Got a lot of credibility and... Um, it calmed it down just a little bit. I was I was watching almost exclusively um, Anton Harrison against um, Aiden Hutchinson, yes. and then I would flip to the other field and watch Josh and Trayvon against the offensive tackles for the Lions. And not a lot of fighting there, although I think Aiden Hutchinson at one point wanted to. I'm going to hold off on that because we'll that's part there. of my he will, he won't, he might. Anton Harrison was extraordinarily physical with him and kept him from getting anywhere near Trevor Lawrence. It was really good to see. And I think what you want to see is in these things is that competitive fire, but you don't want it to get out of control, right? You don't want these crazy fights that sometimes you see in other camps where it's, it's not a nice lack game. of discipline, right? It's not a right. nice game. You're going to have some of that. Well, talking to Walker a little afterward, he said you're almost disappointed a little bit if there's not something like that. And right. You kind of expect He didn't really say disappointed, but that was the feel I got of it's going to happen when it happens as long as it doesn't escalate into something where they're you know throwing helmets and rolling off the field. I don't think anything. I don't think anybody looked back at it as a very big deal. Our uh, big thing number two revolves around Devin Lloyd because he's been having a great camp, and yesterday we saw some of what we're hoping to see from him in year two. I watched defense almost exclusively yesterday. Our starters and Devin Lloyd. He had a pick early, as as we mentioned. John, I think mentioned in your article. I saw him drop another one that was literally in his hands, and then uh, you know would be sack on at least one occasion and. That's exactly what you want to see from him. And we've been hearing it from the coaches, but to see him do that against not his own team has to be a good sign for year two. There's so much focus on him because he is capable of doing so many things. He was the Associated Press College Football Player of the Year two years ago. And recall all the great players that were playing at Alabama and Georgia then, and it's remarkable. He was an eight-sack guy. I believe he had four interceptions, two fumbles forced, a fumble recovery, and I think he scored two touchdowns. That's what the Jaguars were drafting. 
a guy in space who can make plays. To see some of that right now, really encouraging for where he fits in this defense. Yeah, and I talked to Devin after practice, and it was interesting. The analysis that Jeff Wagaman on Huddle Up yesterday talked about with Devin doesn't seem to be looking over at Foye Luicon as much after practice or after after play calls as well. Without prompting, Devin said the exact same thing on the field. So it shows me that not only does Devin think it's happening, it shows that it's happening. He's playing faster, and it, and I think about Devin Lloyd when he's around the ball, he makes plays. That and that's a rare. I mean, most defensive players. If they can get around the ball, the reason they're on defense is they don't have, really have a knack for catching the ball. Devin creates turnovers. He created, I think, I think he had five takeaways last year. I think he had two fumble recoveries, three interceptions. If I'm doing the math, regardless, he had impact. If he's around the ball more, this kid could be a Pro Bowl type player. I spent some time with him at Fort Worth last week before the game against the Cowboys, and he talked about pulling out all the stops in the off season to be ready to beat. Not to play slower, but for, for the game to be slower for him, including going to church with some of his teammates for some calm time during the week, some thoughtful meditation and mindfulness of practice that a lot of players are working on so that they can be focused on the moment. Literally, in the weight room, in the film room, on the field, at church, wherever he was, he was entirely focused this offseason about calming himself down so that the game would slow down for him. And Kai, based on what we saw in Dallas last week and yesterday on the practice field, those practices of his are paying off. Big Pilates guy as well, we've learned. Yes. So he and I have that in common, so I'm sure that's helping him as well in terms of being everywhere he needs to be on the field. And our final big thing of today was a mighty matchup. We talk a lot about you know Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, but the matchup yesterday was Anton Harrison, another first-round pick, mm -hmm. and Aiden Hutchinson. And far be it for us to not brag on our guy, Anton Harrison had uh, did pretty well yesterday. Brian, I think you watched it more. I was on the other field uh, watching something else, but I uh, talk about it a little uh, bit. Powerful, right? I mean, Hutchinson is six foot seven and 270 pounds. Now, he's not extraordinarily long like Trayvon Walker is, and so he gets into the body of guys to try to create some, some moves, some push, some rush. Harrison stood him up. There were a couple of times where you could see Hutchinson putting his hand up underneath the jersey and getting up towards the face mask. He was so frustrated. We were on the air when they were doing one-on-ones here. I'm told there were three matchups. He won all three. I watched him four or five times. He won all five of those. In fact, I had one scout in the office or in the hotel tell me as I was getting on the elevator later in the evening, uh, did you see 76? He's really good. And that's what you want to see. Obviously, we've been, we saw him a little bit in that game against Dallas, but that wasn't the starters. And then now to see him go up against a top pick. One concern, he's had that shoulder. Yes. And he got stuck yesterday at some point. It was at the end of practice, so it's hard to tell. And today they won't be going full. But from, from what I gather, he'll probably wear a brace all season long. That'll be something that he'll have to deal with. It's going to be about pain management for him. You just hope it doesn't hold him back in any way because he was really, really dominant up to that point yesterday. It certainly has to feel something that's going to linger. Uh, let's hope they can figure out a way to get it uh, rested and controlled because uh, big year for him, they need him, and so far it looks like he can do it if he's healthy. And hopefully they do that in the preseason. Obviously, you know, you want to get reps in, but if we can prevent a season-long lingering injury, that would be pre that would preface that. So we'll keep an eye on things coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about the game coming up on Saturday and what we think might go down. So stay with us.
to you live from practice. It just began now, and we saw a lot of physicality yesterday. No pads today for day two of joint practice with the Lions. So not sure what we'll necessarily get out of it, but a lot we could take from yesterday. We got this nice weather out of it. I'm just happy to be outside, and I wore pants yesterday. (laughs) It was like I I don't think I could possibly do that in Florida at this time of year. (laughs) So it's the little things. Whatever yeah, makes and I you joked happy, yesterday about not being able to get anything out of pad, out of non-padded work today, but you also had some guys nicked up yesterday. So right, uh, and that's a fine line you walk. Yeah, that's what we're back to in this day and age. That's, that's what we talk about. As much as we like seeing it and we love seeing the physicality, uh, you didn't love seeing Josh Wells limp off. So as much as we like the padded stuff. Uh, credit to Doug Peterson for knowing when to pull back. And we don't have an official update on any of those injuries from yesterday. Although, I think I may have told you guys that when, when I was walking off the practice field yesterday, Foley said, I'll be fine. So He, he left practice yesterday yeah. with a foot injury, but he was walking around. He didn't get removed from practice or anything like that. So we'll keep you updated on that, especially when we get out there today, see who's doing what. Um, but we do want to talk a little bit about the game. He will, he won't, he might, presented by Suddeth. And what we have for in terms of predictions for your preseason game number two. We're going to start off with you, Brian. I think you're going to do Trayvon Walker. I am. And he's a guy who's probably not going to play much, if at all, on Saturday. We have not been told. So he might not play. Yeah. So he, he, <laughs> he might, might not, not play. Exactly. But, look, he was the better of the two players who were drafted one and two yesterday, right? He was much better than Aiden Hutchinson. And I went and checked with someone and said, hey, this is what I saw. Am I right? And he said, it's hard to miss. There was a moment yesterday where he jacked up Penny Sewell, who might be the best right tackle in football. And I mean, just pushed him backwards. He is a physical specimen, and I think based on yesterday, is the better football player. And I think he's a guy who's going to be seen as being the better football player over the course of his career. Taking big picture now. Um, he won't be a 15-sack guy. That's not his game. He's not Lawrence Taylor. Uh, but he might be a 10-sack guy. He might get to that point this year because he showcased a couple of inside moves and a spin move. We didn't see it from him. I mean, last year, what did you see? You saw the outside bull rush. You saw the inside bull rush. And yesterday, he caught Taylor Decker, who was an excellent left tackle off guard, with a couple of those moves. So he's not only a dominant physical specimen. He's a guy who looks like he's gotten better. Yeah, I went with uh, Nathan Rourke. Canada's Nate own. Rourke is, is Canada's at, own. Yes. As Doug calls him. And, you know, uh, he will, I think he will play a lot, you know, because my sense is that it's going to be a reserve-oriented game. So I think he's going to get an opportunity. I'd expect him to play most of the second half. Uh, he will continue to create excitement. Jaguars fans and fans around the country understandably love this this guy for the great play he made last year. Uh I'll do two mites. We might need to pump the brakes a little bit, Brian, because he's a rookie playing against third and fourth team guys last week. So before we met, design him a bust, let's make sure that he can play against very good NFL players. But he might give us a lot of fun the next couple of weeks, and he might be able to push for a roster spot around here uh, because it's tough for teams. When you see some sparkle from a young quarterback and some potential, it's a dangerous entity to let get away from you. He was a guy who made a normally difficult part of a preseason game fun last week. Mm-hmm. I will absolutely give him that. But I, aren't we past with Trevor? Aren't we past getting excited about backup quarterbacks? We have I guess done not. That. We have done that for so long sure. in Jacksonville because there wasn't the man. 
So I just, it's, I'm glad he's on the roster. He's sure. going to make it more fun. But it's all about 16, not 18. Fingers crossed. Yes. Um, I chose Parker Washington for my he will, he won't, he might, because why not? I think he's going to get some – I think he's locked up that five spot in terms of wide receivers. He's probably going to carry six. I think he's got the five locked down. I think we're going to see him – he will play a significant amount, even though I know maybe the starters might not play as much. I think he, you know, either returning kicks and punts or also on wide receiver will see a significant amount of time. I don't think he's – he won't get a touchdown or anything like that, but I think he's going to – they're going to focus a lot of the offense on him just to see what his – you know what his abilities are right now because I think ideally at some point he's maybe a Christian Kirk like slot kind of guy so I think we'll see five plus receptions from him hopefully on Saturday and I'm going with just kind of seeing what he gives you we saw him returning kicks and punts a lot in Dallas but maybe what he gives you a little bit more at wide receiver yeah he might I mean to use the thing Brian loves so much (laughs) he might uh, get a touchdown because I think he's going to play a lot and he's starting to look like a guy who's on the cusp of making some plays. So, I agree, Ty. He uses his feet to overcome whatever speed he doesn't have mm-hmm. because he's in a position to get open in places where other guys don't. He's got excellent feet. I, also find, to watch that. I find it to be a little bit deceiving as well because you don't necessarily re- expect it, and then he's very shifty on you, which I think aids to his skill set. So, we'll hopefully see some of that action in their matchup on Saturday. Coming up, stay with us. We're going to talk a little bit about things going on in the AFC South and how they affect the Jags, and we'll have all the details for you after the break. Welcome back to Jags AM, presented by Fields Auto Group. Fields Auto Group Jacksonville. Step up to luxury. FieldsAuto.com. We are coming to you live for Jags AM today, Thursday edition from Allen Park, Michigan. Joint practice with the Lions the second day. No pads today, but still going to be interesting to see, you know, what work they can get in before the preseason game on Saturday. They're off on Friday. We're going to talk a little bit about things going on around the division because we like to keep up with things that are going on around the league and just how that's going to affect the Jaguars going forward. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the Titans, and not the Titans, the Colts, excuse me. They named Anthony Richardson their starting quarterback for week one, and the Jaguars play them in week one. We know a little bit of something about rookie quarterbacks going out there. Is this the best decision for them? Um, do you think throw them into the fire if they're ready? Well, you know, I was asked the other day if I was surprised that they did it. I guess I don't know enough about what they want to try to get accomplished to be surprised. Uh, I think it, it sets them up uh, on the surface for a season of really working through his development growth because he did not look to me in college like a guy who was ready for uh, the nuances of the NFL yet. So they're taking the approach, we're going to throw this guy in, we're going to grow with him. Uh, He has the athleticism. He strikes me as a young quarterback, Brian, who has the athleticism to make some plays and win them a couple of games that they shouldn't. I don't know if that translates the, to the consistency for them to be a contender this season. So the, the reason I think it makes sense for them to put him in is because Shane Steichen, the head coach of the Colts, came from Philly where he worked with Jalen Hurts. And that's the kind of system sure. they're going to run. And mm-hmm. even though Gardner Minshew is a guy who runs around to create plays, he's not that kind of a running quarterback. And so it works better to just put Richardson out there. I had a scout that I know tell me the other day, he will throw, Richardson will, some beautiful, just, I mean, flip of the wrist, 35-yard darts, and then he'll miss wide-open touch passes out in the flat. 
he's got a long growth curve. Mm -hmm. But with Steichen as the head coach, it gives him a chance to get in and get ready so that in 2024 he might have a better chance to produce. It's a fit. If anybody can develop him, uh, it's the right coach. We'll see if he can do it. And fair point. They are in a little bit of rebuild mode, and because he lacks you know, game experience, yep. it's probably the way to go with it. Um, over in Titans camp, Traylon Burke suffered a knee injury in training camp. He's going to be out for a couple weeks. It's an LCL strain not as severe as they thought it was going to be. And we talked a little bit about our injuries, how at this point, especially on the back end, where maybe most decisions are already made, if, you're, if you know you're making the roster, to kind of pull it back a little bit in terms of not maybe diving for all these catches and trying to keep yourself yeah, healthy. A safety first in the league right now. You don't want to lose frontline guys because it goes without saying, with depth, with the cap, most teams can't replace them. So uh, it's what we said earlier about just Doug saying no pass. I mean, I assume it was more Doug because Dan Campbell seems like the kind of guy who would want to hit all the time. Right. <laughs> uh, be smart. Uh, get to the regular season. That's been the MO for 15 years. It's not going to change. They're counting on Burks. They're hoping that he and DeAndre Hopkins can give Ryan Tannehill a big year. So they can bounce back and compete. That's why they kept Derrick Henry. That's why they kept Tannehill. That's an important part of their offense. Yeah, they're they're a tougher out than a lot. I think a lot of Jaguars observers feel like the last part of last season is a trend, meaning the Jaguars got hot, Titans faded. They had some uh, injuries as well. Yeah, they had some key injuries down the stretch. Uh, they're well coached. Their defense uh, was decimated last year. Yeah, count them out when they're out, not before it. And then we're going to go to the Houston Texans. They began joint practice with the Dolphins this week, but they also have joint practice with the Saints next week. So altogether, they're going to have four joint practices, two games in about 11 to 12 days there. Is there something as too much of playing someone else, or do you feel like for a team like that, it's really helpful? Yeah, I uh, I think Doug wouldn't mind doing that. Uh, if it's controlled, I don't know – from what Doug has said, I don't think he has much interest in doing it week one of preseason because he feels like training camp is still going on and they're learning each other at that point. I wouldn't be surprised to see if they do it again in the last two weeks. As long as it's controlled like this, what's the harm to be done today uh, yeah. with joint? The only thing you would worry about is physicality, Brian. Well, and, and it's, it, like you said, when you're not working in shoulder pads and going you know, all the way to the ground, right. you can really do a good job controlling it. I mean, you're still going to get those injuries where guys sure. plant their leg and, and it doesn't give and it creates problems. But I don't think it's – I don't see it as being difficult because with one fewer preseason game, these reps – Doug said last week when I talked to him in Dallas, these reps are more vital to him. And I, I assume he means yesterday's reps. More vital – then the preseason reps he gets his starters. So why not do it, especially when you're only the three preseason games now? Definitely get the quality reps out there like we saw yesterday. All right, coming up after this, we'll have you know our previews of what we think the game will look like on Saturday and a little bit more about what's going down in joint practice today. Jags fans, if you want customized Jaguars furniture for your home, all you can do is check out ZipChair.com. Browse all customizable options. ZipChair is furniture for hands. We're on location again for our final joint practice with the Lions today, day two of two here in Allen Park, Michigan. And we have a game on Saturday. What we'll see as terms of starters, we're not really sure. Probably less than we saw on, in game one, I would imagine. But...
If what at you, all. If There's at a all. chance they don't play at all. They don't dress. What What are you looking forward to and maybe some guys that are on the bubble are hoping to see at well, least? Well, I think the fact that there was is such a large draft class and the guys played well last week and there are very good players for this team at 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th receiver. Very interesting players. I don't know if they're good yet at, at, at cornerback and defensive back. I think they could be good. They haven't really shown as much as the receivers, in my opinion. Uh, but you have those kind of battles and those kind of players. I think there's a lot to watch. I, I assume Bigsby will play a lot. I assume Brenton Strange will play a lot. Uh, Ventrell Miller, guys like that. Uh, there's a lot to watch for Jaguars fans. I think you're going to see the future of the franchise playing on Saturday. Well, and, and if Josh Wells isn't going to play, and I would doubt he does, even though we don't know the full extent of the injury, it means you're going to see Cole Van Lannan and Coy Cronk. You're going to see Bobby Evans. You're going to see some of these guys that are going to be competing for potentially a job that no one thought was available. Yeah, Evans is interesting because he's played in the league, just got here, all of a sudden, his opportunity may open up with Josh Wells. And the other side of the coin is all the young defensive backs. And we've, we've named them and talked about them. But Devon Wilson and Gregory Jr. are guys who are competing for jobs. Same thing, Christian Braswell last week and Monteric Brown. Jaguars have built depth through the draft. Let's see if it can play. And hopefully some consistency, right? We saw Greg Jr. and some of those other guys. Yes, here, Abdullah, flashing. We want to see it in, again in game two and make that decision a little bit easier for Doug and the guys when they make that final roster decision. All right, we're all wrapped up here from day two of joint training camp. That's Jags AM. We'll check in with you. We'll have you fully covered this weekend on all your broadcasts and, of course, next week as well. We'll see you on Monday.